Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Today's episode is going to be about co-parenting. And so probably the best thing to do is to start off by asking you just to define what co-parenting is. So ultimately co-parenting is when you are in a relationship, have children together and your relationship then breaks down or you separate, but you are then still parenting your children so you co-parent so this can sometimes mean that um, if one partner has moved out of the family home or you've both changed homes and then it's looking at how you raise the children together um, in a co-parenting way rather than necessarily you both being in a relationship and parenting together yeah can be really really hard though can't it yeah it's it I think the hardest thing to think about is we've all been in relationships and relationships break down or, you know, end for whatever reason. But typically, you know, it comes to an end, you work through that and you don't necessarily have to see that person again. When you are in a relationship and the relationship ends, but you have children together, Mm. that person remains in your life. Yeah, you can't just say goodbye and never see them again, can no, you? No, um, they are still there and hopefully an active part of your child's life. And there's a reason why you've separated, mm. but you have to kind of get over that mm. for the sake of the children. And so your connection with that person continues and you have to find a way of working together in the best interests of the children. So obviously we are talking about co-parenting and I'm probably going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. Oh, you hate that, yeah. don't you? Um, but if you do decide to split up, mm-hmm. then how do you tell the children? Like, how do you tell the children? And then how do you kind of explain to them going forward how that's going to work for them? This is a really tricky one because it depends on the age of your children. Mm -hmm. It depends on what you decide you're going to do. So is it that you are both going... Like, is the family home going to remain the children's home um, and where they're based and that actually one parent will stay with the children in that home and there'll be a second home? You know, I know some people have um, homes where one parent is there for certain periods of the time they then leave and the other parent comes into that so the house becomes the children's you know and it's the parents that come in and out rather than the children going to two different homes that's more unusual um but then it can be that um you have two homes and then it's working out ultimately how you're going to work the children you know work the week so some people might do that it's um every other weekend that they see one parent or it's week one week they're with one parent one week they're with the other and that all comes down to really how you as a couple Mm -hmm. decide to work it 
Um, there is no necessarily right or wrongs. So the only thing, again, everyone's circumstances are very different. Um, some parents will want to be much more of an active role than others, maybe. Some people may not even be in the same country mm. as each other because sometimes that can happen if you know you've been working abroad and maybe you decide to separate and one parent comes back to the you know to their home country with their children um so that complexity is huge and that's probably the decisions have to be made about that at your most raw state because you are dealing with the breakdown of that relationship having to tell your children and then having to make decisions together in a very balanced, objective way. Yet we're human and we have loads of emotions, so it can make it very complicated. So do you almost need to make those decisions and then start to communicate them to the children? Because yes. if you don't, then those if those decisions change, that can be even more unsettling, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think... I've I've had friends and we've I've worked with families who have gone through separations and sometimes I hear you know oh, the children have no idea have no idea about what that mum you know mummy and daddy or issues. daddy and daddy mummy whoever um whatever your family circumstances are are you know aren't going to stay together and they're going to separate children are quite switched on to things and so sometimes they're already picking up what might be going on um atmosphere even if you try your hardest not to it's very hard to be living in the same house as someone that Mm. you you know you know you're going to be separating from um we're also assuming that it becomes a joint decision that Mm. you separate it's not always the case and that can be very hard because from a parent you know if you're the parent who doesn't want to separate but the other parent has made that choice you're emotionally in a very different place as well um, and having to manage your own emotions. So it's quite a complex situation to be in and probably one that most people would never want to be in. And I suppose you just having said all that, basically all of that means that the way that you approach it with your children is going to be different depending on each different circumstance, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the biggest part is... As we always talk about, children handle things relatively well when they are told the truth. Mm-hmm. If they feel that things are being hidden from them or that something's happening and they're not being involved, that actually unsettles them a lot more. Mm. It has to be age and stage appropriate for them and what you say and what you communicate. But it's not. it's being honest about the fact that you're still a family, you still love each other, but it might be that, you know mummy and daddy or whoever actually they don't love each other anymore and that actually that doesn't stop any love for their you know the children and that they're still a family and they will always be a family you're always going to be connected Mm. um but it might be that there's now going to be two houses and you're going to see one parent here and one parent you know and explaining those sorts of things can really you know be helpful it can be hard there are books that can help Mm. there are books about different age groups you know you can look at for helping to explain it the other thing is very often children at school if they're school age will know other children 
and we'll go, oh, is it going to be like mm-hmm. such and such's parents? And, it, you know, those sorts of things. Um, but my biggest thing when you are working all this out, the child has to be the first. Mm. They have to be the priority of your thoughts. And that can be really hard when you're kind of in an emotional state, being very careful not to use them as a bit of a yeah, bargaining yeah. tool or a you know the pawn in the middle of it all and being kind of bounded around it's just you know oh no you're not allowed to see them because and actually what's the reason you're stopping your partner seeing and sometimes you can put your own emotions on it like, mm-hmm. you know daddy's busy tonight or you know or mummy's gone out yeah i don't know none of that should no, be communicated to you know it's also not questioning your children about the other parent because mm. again it's like oh so what's what's in the house have you seen anyone have you met anyone because if you yeah. know, they may have a new it's partner. hard isn't it but you actually have to try and train yourself to compartmentalize your brain mm-hmm. i mean and that's in some respects i know it's different but if you've even if you have a relationship split up you have to do that or you find yourself driving past their house to see if you can yes. see anyone's car outside or whatever. You know, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But you're but and but when it's just you, that's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Although it's obviously not, not that healthy. But you know, it's kind yeah. of you know, that you can kind of get away with it in inverted commas. But when you've got children, you just can't you have to compartmentalise and do. and think, this is when I'm talking to my children, I have to be this and it's says, you know, that parent is still their parent. Mm. Yeah, and they still love them. If we start to say negative things about them and what you then find is the child's in the middle mm. and it's, I'm hearing this from one parent, I'm hearing this from another parent and I'm in the middle. Who do I talk to? Mm. I don't want to tell parent one that what parent two said because that's going to upset them. And suddenly you have a child, quite young children on, on you know, for some people who are already trying to act as mediator and that's that's hard and that's not okay you know even little things like handovers some people don't want the other parent come to the house and i you know again these are all there's such a wide range of circumstances Mm. like i'm never going to be able to cover them all and so it really does depend on you and your circumstance but for a child to be handed over in a car park sometimes you know that might be how it goes because the breakdown has been so you know so bad but that is a memory of that child and so if there's a way of making that even if it's you meet for a coffee and you sit together or you can do some things where you are civil to each other it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. because you want your children to see that you are there for them and that you can put those things to one side for them yeah there are times when it will work beautifully and there will be times when it doesn't because there's been if there's a breakup there's the likelihood that some really nasty things have been said between the two of you potentially i mean sometimes that can be really really actually you know have been quite and sometimes the children may have heard some of that because Mm -hmm. you know i remember even just when i was little sitting at the stop of the stairs and hearing my mum and dad arguing and just hating it you know made me and i never told them you know afterwards but you know that kind of like you said about telling the truth you know if they say 
oh, you know, mummy, daddy have been arguing, you may have heard, you know, that being really yeah. honest with them about what's happened, that's really good. It is being thing. honest with them and it means that they don't think about things in their own way. They tend, you know, children's imaginations, children, what's going to happen? Does this mean that mummy or daddy is just going to go and I'm never going to see them again? So then you may see changes in that behaviour. They just don't know what to anticipate. Whereas if we talk to them about it and tell them about it, they haven't got those worries. Well, and also, like you say, if they have had those experiences of talking to other children at school and Mm -hmm. things about what's happened, they might be thinking, well, is that going to happen to me? Yeah. My mummy and daddy are not going to live in this, or daddy and daddy, or you know, whatever, that they're not going to live in the same house. Mm-hmm. Then that can be quite, you know, like you say, their, their imaginations can mm-hmm. kind of run away with them. Absolutely. Their imaginations will always take them to a place that is much worse than what the actual mm. situation will be. But either that, or they have this kind of rosy, idyllic thing that True. it's all going to be okay, and mm-hmm. mummy and daddy will meet again, and you know, mummy will come to the house to pick me up, and then she'll want to stay here and mm-hmm. stuff. So again, that's another reason to be honest about it. That no, and it's also things like, was it their fault? Yeah. Is it because of what they might have said? Is it because they've? done more things with daddy than they've done with mummy you you don't know how their little mind may work again it's age dependent families i've worked with kind of say oh if we wait until this point to do it because they're a bit older or they're a bit younger or they're ultimately at any point of doing it there's no real good time for anybody no Um, and i was in my 20s when my parents split up and I mean, obviously, you're older and you're able to cope with it a little bit more, but it's it hurt as much. Mm-hmm. But they they were very honest and they told me what had happened, you know. So I think you're absolutely right. You it's going to hurt you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it? It's the same as kind of bereavement and grief. Mm. Ultimately, it's happening. It's going to happen. We have to be honest about what is going to happen, mm-hmm. and they can process that. It's Mm -hmm. when we don't say things that they can't process it. And the actual separation is going to be hard. And we want to take away... We always don't... We don't want our children to feel upset or pain or all of those things. But ultimately, it's, it's going to happen. We have to give them the ability to process it, know that their emotions are normal and absolutely fine. And... It also comes down to those things of can they still talk about their other parent if the other parent has left, mm. you know, the house? What if it's the other parent's birthday? Can they ring and tell, you know, sing happy birthday to them? What about getting a birthday cake? All those things mm. that you might, as a parent, be going. They are not getting a birthday cake. I'm not getting a birthday cake yeah. because our situation, we're not even talking. But for your child, actually, you might have to do it. There might have to be that moment of going, okay, let's just go and get a birthday cake. And, and you have to around. think, it's the child that's doing it, not mm-hmm. me, and it's for them, yep. yeah, for their well-being to and know. And can that. they ring them? Can they have a photo of that mm. parent who's maybe not in the family home? Or actually, if it's a new home of one of the parents, actually having a photo of the other parent there, mm. in their room. Yeah. Because they're still their parent. And you might not want to have those kind of you know reminders and everything else but your constant reminder is you are co-parenting you are bringing these children up together well and and you will be co-parenting for Mm -hmm. the rest of you know your life 
you know so if they they you have a new partner or and and they get married you have to be prepared that you're going to have to do all of those kind of things there will be times where you come together yeah Mm. things like school assemblies yes yeah things such as um parents evenings yep starting you know senior school or Mm. choosing universities yeah all of those things are are big life moments where most children if you know they have a good relationship with both parents they will want them there yeah and that child shouldn't have to think about oh my goodness how am i going to manage or make a choice have i got to choose mum or dad or you know whoever how am i going to do this i'm going to upset one of them i remember you said though even as a child you had Mm -hmm. that situation yeah absolutely and my parents are together um and but being an only child if my mum was going somewhere and my dad was going somewhere and they'd be like do you want to who do you want to come with i'd always think oh if i don't go with dad he'll be really sad but then mum really wants me to go with her. I don't think either of them were that fussed. Well, because they'd given you the like, choice, yeah. They were a bit like... Oh. And your mum's really like, yeah, go with your dad. <laughs> yeah, off you go. Um, and those sorts of... But I remember that so clearly. Whereas I remember really clearly, because there were two of us... Yeah. It, I went off and did whatever I needed to do. Irritatingly, it was usually like if we went camping, putting the tent up, and Jane just used to go off and find where the shop was with my mum. Mm-hmm. But you know, you were able to make that choice. And, yeah, you, you know, there were two of you, so you could do that. But like you say, you know, making that choice between parents. Mm-hmm. But even why? As a, why? Yeah. And I don't think my parents ever would have thought no. that I was making those decisions. But it's about me. It's about it's about the level of. Um, love and care mm-hmm. that is naturally in you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's so naturally in you, and you don't even realise that 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 you uh, that your children have a huge amount of love and care. Sometimes they don't show it, you know, mm-hmm. but they really do, and so therefore they don't want to upset either of you, no. and they want to make sure that they're doing the right thing. And, and like you said, like it's not their fault. Leaving someone at home to go out so you know if you are in a situation where you co-parent and maybe the children every other weekend go to the other parent the children will maybe always be thinking oh but that leaves such and such are they going to be okay on their own and actually maybe I need to ring them and check they're okay and And so it's having but they don't know if they can say to the other parent or do you think mummy or daddy or whoever Mm -hmm. is okay on their own Yeah. yeah because Am I allowed to talk about them with the other parents? So um, I think that this is where it comes down to really good communication Mm -hmm. with each other. And (laughs) that's really easier said than done, as Mm. we know, isn't it? If, If you're maybe having a bit of a tricky time with someone, having really good communication with them... So being very careful about things like text messages, emails because they can be read in many different ways as we know and if you're sending a message that is meant in a certain way and read in another that could cause no amount of issues um and sometimes we're a bit braver when we write it Mm. than if we were in front of someone and so i think it's making sure that that communication is absolutely trying to remove emotion Mm -hmm. and just going okay what do we need to establish for the children Mm -hmm. what's important 
and it's having and we need to think about it what I think might be hard um, is if you're the person that's driving that and the other person isn't actually Mm -hmm. wanting to play ball I mean I don't know how you cope with that no and that can be the case and I think you do your best yeah there are different things out there there's like you know mediation and things like that that you can you can do to try and help those situations Uh, and if you are really struggling and finding that difficult then maybe that is the route you have to go yeah because it, it it knocks onto so many things, because it's that whole you know. We always talk about consistency with children. Mm. If you're not consistent because you're not parenting together in the same house, and don't you know, again, you can parent in the same house and still not be consistent because mm. you can have different. But if you're in totally different houses and your child comes home and they're like, "Oh, mummy, let me do this this weekend." It can make us bristle. It can make that kind of, well, I've been working on this for the last week and I've said no, and now they've just undone all my hard work. You can see it, and then it's, I'll send a quick text message and be like, yeah, thanks for that. You know, I've just sorted this out and now you've gone and undone it. Well, yeah, that's where those conversations have to have happened before. Mm. Be very clear that you are a united front for those children and it's consistent regardless. And if you don't agree on certain things, you're going to have to come to an agreement. Mm. Even if you're in the same house or you're separated. You're the grown-up. You are the grown-ups and Mm. you are raising your children together. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be clear. Like, having house rules that are the same in both houses, if if you have separate houses, you know, what is okay and what's not okay Mm. across both. Because if you can't have that, then... can be incredibly confusing especially if there's other children in the the house that you know because sometimes people um split up because they they've got another partner or they want to move in with someone else Mm -hmm. or they They split up and then they meet somebody you know then that's that's really hard as well isn't it because you're kind of moved sometimes you could be moving to a house where there's it's already established mm-hmm. those relationships with and you're bringing your children into that or yeah. it can be that there's a new baby comes into the mix mm. and actually where does your child from a previous relationship how do they fit mm. um it's a hugely complex mm. there's so many different dynamics that can come from this mm-hmm. and i think but like you said i think that the main thing is at all times keeping your child that you had yes. with the other person at the forefront of every single decision and every single communication that you have. Mm-hmm. You have to take your own emotion out of it, don't you? You do. Yeah. You have to put it to a side. Mm-hmm. If you both need to have a conversation away from dealing with the children's stuff because of different things, fine, go for it. But it has to be away from when you're dealing with the children's side of things. Mm. Um, and if it really needs to be kind of really thought about, then a co-parenting plan. So what is a co-parenting plan? So basically it actually kind of is is your guidance for how you're going to manage things. So, it so what's might, the, it's written? Is yeah, it, right. and, you, and you refer back to it. It kind of gives you, I suppose it's something to keep referring back to. Mm-hmm. As you you know, you go through that kind of journey of co-parenting, and it's something that you write together, is it? Yeah. yeah. So you're talking things like education. You talk about finances. 
So how, you know, who's buying what? Like, does it fall to one parent to be mm-hmm. doing the school uniform? Or who pays for the after-school clubs? What so, happens when they go to a birthday party? Absolutely. And if it's on your weekend, do you pay for the birthday present? Or is it that it comes... It, it's all of those sorts of things. And it sounds really, like, such, like, minutiae detail. But they're the things that can be very frustrating. Mm. If... You know, they well, I'm not paying for the birthday present. I paid last week, yeah. Yeah, or I paid for the, you know, I don't know, the Soft piano play. lessons. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can pay for... It's all those sorts of things. Or they ate with me for three days, actually. But presumably that has to be a pretty organic document, doesn't it? Does. it? Because as things change and they mm-hmm. grow up and what have you, then it has to Absolutely. evolve. And in fact, if you split up when you've got very little children... Um, it doesn't mean that that you, you're planning just for when they're little. Mm-hmm. You're planning for them to grow up with parents in different houses, aren't you? But it's you know you suddenly start thinking, well, what happens on a child's birthday? Yeah, do, yeah, because do you both get to see the child? Yeah. And yeah. actually, Christmas. Do you organise that so that it's exactly that opportunity? Christmas is it, you know what if um, your child is with you, but it's actually the grandparents of your partner ex-partner and it's their birthday or it's a party that they're having are you going to be flexible and be like do you know what you want to take them I understand we'll mm. swap the weekend or we'll swap this or um, it's, it's those sorts of things like who has them at Christmas who has them at New Year um, but all that could go in this parenting plan yeah. potentially and it could be, you know, one year you have them for Christmas, the next year I have them for mm-hmm. Christmas, and you just work it potentially. I mean, obviously, yeah. that, like very, you said. Very, very. Or, if depending on your relationship, mm-hmm. it might be actually that's a day that we spend all together. Yeah. Yeah. And that is very, you know... It, yeah, but I mean, some, some families are like that. They just or can't... The one parent comes over first thing in the morning and is there to do the opening of presents, mm-hmm. and then they... They head off and then they see them on Boxing Day or, you know, anything like that. It can be... It's about you guys having a, a conversation. Yeah. But um, it, you come down to... There's so many decisions to make, isn't there? Gosh, it's quite... Even just talking, I, you know, you don't actually realise till you start to think about it. Things but... like choosing schools, choosing, you know, what do they want to do in the future? So when it comes down to things like GCSEs and yeah, because you're not you're not having those conversations around the dinner table anymore, are you? Together, no. you're having for the child they're having two separate conversations. Mm-hmm. And actually, if your one of your parents says, "I think that you should really be a plumber," let's say, mm-hmm. and then the other parents going, "Oh, I think you should go to university and study psychology or whatever history," you know, like mm-hmm. it could be that you've got parents coming from two completely different. And so, in some respects, in that circumstance, is it a good idea to try then to kind of set up, say, we know that you really want to talk about your future. Should we meet at a cafe and just yeah. have a some time to mm-hmm. so that you you can both kind of listen to them because in that kind of circumstance um it is it is it it actually shows how important it is to listen to the child rather than Mm. because you you're not going to agree no and the child needs to have that kind of sounding board from yeah both of you and i think it it then comes back to being there at those pivotal points and so 
it's even little things, isn't it? Like they come out of school and they've done they've got a certificate for great handwriting. How do they tell the other parent? Mm. Yeah, because they'd be excited and want yeah. to And actually is it that you go, let's take a photo of it and send it to you? Or do you want to you know, video call them? Mm-hmm. Or should we see if they're around and we can pop in and you can show them? Again, this is very much dependent on the level of your where you yeah. are in the relationship. But it is that making sure that both parents get to celebrate those things. Mm. And alternatively, if there are tricky situations where behaviour is being really difficult or there are issues at school or nursery or whatever, again, you come as a united front and go, OK, we've got to work this out because mm. we're both in this. It's certainly not always. But it doesn't. Easy. It doesn't actually end there, does it? Because if you've got uh, grandparents on both sides, mm-hmm. then what do you do? I mean, like that. You know, you've got. So we were talking about Christmas. You know, you have one, and then you might have like grandparents and aunties and uncles that want to see them, and, and from then both you come sides. In, even come into things like birthdays and Christmas and things like that with presents. Mm, oh yeah, because actually. Does everybody know what everyone is getting? Yeah. Because what if you double up? Yeah. And maybe sometimes it's beneficial to double up so that there's one thing in each house. Yes, yeah. Um, but it's also you don't want someone trying to outdo someone else. No. And you do hear of people who do it really well, even although they're not talking about it. So you're talking to each other almost. And so you know that it can be done. Mm. You know, I, I've got lots of friends who do it very successfully, even although they've had really, really hard relationships. Mm-hmm. But I think, like you said, the communication and the kind of being honest with your children and being honest with each other as well, yep. um, you have to take it away from you and them. Mm-hmm. This um, isn't about your relationship. No. In a way, you are in a job together now mm. you're in a job together raising children it's a bit like working with a, a, a colleague, a that, colleague that you wouldn't. don't really like very much but you've actually got to work on this project together yeah. and sometimes you can do a really good job with that person Yeah. Like because you put it to the side and go actually we've both got skills we're both invested in this this situation we just have to make the best of it Yeah. and it can be done I think that's the point mm. I think... I've seen people do it and it's amazing what some people can achieve. And what and, and actually you can then think for the benefit for that child of then having potentially other partners involved. Yep. You know, they end up with two sets of parents potentially mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yep. You know, and that, that you know that there are not benefits, I don't mean it like that, but there are positives mm-hmm. that can come out of it sometimes. Yeah, and I've and seen of course I get two presents, you mm. know, from two separate parents. Oh, I only used to get one, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But I've seen where step-parents become really good friends... Exactly. ...with the other partner. Yeah. And actually it's accepting... Well, and you you kind of... I've got um, a friend whose parents go out on, like, double dates with Mm. each other's partners and stuff like that. It can happen. It can happen because, actually, sometimes people will say, we were absolutely meant to be together at that part of our life... It just wasn't forever. Mm. But we were so lucky to have the children. And actually, we've met new people. We're better off friends than we are as partners. Mm -hmm. But we can still have a good friendship Mm -hmm. whilst, you know, being with bringing up our children. Yeah. 
but however if you're listening to this and you're in the thick of that yeah it's not always going to be the case and i think going back to your point this is when both parents are so invested in you know that isn't always the case no and that can be very challenging yes if you have one parent who is more aloof or more challenging and not yeah, or not really that bothered about the children yeah because you can get that situation where people are a bit like do you know what yeah i'll see them i'll give them some money i'll give yeah. them a present because sometimes that might have been why the relationship didn't work out in the first mm-hmm. place you know you, yeah. you don't know what how and why people break up mm-hmm. but i know i i had someone who they separated dad really wasn't involved mm-hmm. for quite a, a, a big chunk of time and nor none of his family were you know however the child got into their teens and because that connection was always kept now they have a fantastic relationship it's certainly not easy yeah. but it can there are things to do to help you through that yeah there are there are and there will be highs and there will be moments where it's going brilliantly and you're like riding high and then suddenly... Yeah, but there's also massive emotions. I mean, we know that, you know, with children, their emotions can be... You can feel like you're having an amazing day with a child. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, even if you've got two parents or you're a single parent or any of those things, you can be absolutely fine. And then your child's emotions can just take over. And and that's that's normal whether you're... And I think that's what you've got to remember is that not everything that your child does is because of the fact that you're not together with your partner. And I think don't overcompensate. Yeah. Because you can be... You want to be both. You you want to be the equivalent of having two parents or you think that if you were still together you would be doing this, that and the other. Mm. You might not. No. And actually sometimes what you can do is is overcompensate in a way that your child suddenly thinks that they have it has to be like this mm-hmm. um and it's not mm-hmm. the way it has to be like you know being bored being at home doing nothing it has to be pay- normal life doesn't it it does yeah otherwise you're going to tie yourself up in knots mm-hmm. trying to be all these things they just need you yeah yeah ultimately that is all they need mm-hmm and ideally both of you and being honest and acknowledging those emotions of children when they're in that thing is more important than any gifts or Mm -hmm. um you know treats or outings or anything like that just being there so that you can talk to them and uh, they know you've got yeah they know that you've got them yeah and if you're in the circumstance you know situation where actually your partner isn't even present Mm -hmm. Which, you know, means you're in a way single parenting. Yeah. It, it again, don't feel you have to kind of overcompensate. You will be enough mm-hmm. because you're with your children and you're doing your very very best. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that they will, you know, you look back on so you hear so many people talk about their childhoods, and a lot of them are, you know, I, I was raised by my mum or I was just raised by my dad and they have 
had all that love and attention from that parent and they've absolutely you know they're, they're absolutely fine yeah absolutely because um, I think sometimes it's you can go down the route of thinking you're letting them down if you're on your own it, yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah and sometimes co-parenting isn't possible no no and like you said I think people mustn't feel like if they if they don't know how to approach co-parenting or the other partner isn't kind of playing ball with it there are places you can go and we'll put some links um in the show notes of Mm -hmm. all sorts of different organizations which um can help and support um in doing that absolutely and they've also got things like support groups where other people are in the same situation so you can run through situations that you might be going through and other people can give their examples of how they've done it Mm -hmm. yeah so I think, um, I mean, we, we have got a blog on co-parenting, which kind of, you know, goes through these things um, in a little bit, I suppose, more of an ordered way than yeah, maybe <laughs> we've, what just, spoken about. we've just done. But um, so if, you know, there's a kind of a reference point there as well. So we'll share that link too. But, you know, if you're not happy in a relationship, then actually that's no good for your child either. So I think okay. it's it's a it can be a really, and, you know, very often is a very positive thing um, for the children. and It can sometimes be better for them than being in a home environment where two parents are incredibly unhappy. Exactly. And that can sometimes be more detrimental than actually having that quality time with either parent separately. Um, And it will kind of evolve and develop as the children get older. But I think honesty with them about what's going on and explaining that they are still loved massively, Mm -hmm. but sometimes relationships... Yeah, break down. They do. So, that's it. Thanks for listening. And we'll speak to you again soon. Speak to you again soon. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then. See you then.